0: What is going on, folks? Welcome back to the Dual Vision Podcast. I'm your co-host, Devin Jackson, joined by my other co-host and twin brother, Dominic Jackson. And we're here today to talk a little bit of a different subject, something that's both kind of near uh, and dear to our hearts in in terms of uh, just motivation. So the topic today is motivation. But before we get into that, Dom, how you doing today? Uh, what's been going on with you this week?
1: Uh, man I'm feeling great. Um it's been a pretty successful week so far. No bumps, no bruises. Um uh, every every day I've, you know, gotten to work out in, making sure I work out every day. Um yeah, that's pretty much about it though. Uh how's your week been?
0: Yeah, I, I also been uh, trying to stay on the workout path as well, trying to work out 30, 45 minutes a day, kind of get back into the routine. So I've been doing that uh, busy uh, with the job, of course, and then uh, keeping track of the NFL draft, uh, something I've been covering pretty much all year long since last year. Um, and uh, definitely uh, got some good content that I, I want to release and uh, working on that as well. But Not going to talk too much about that. I want to talk about somebody that you probably heard of if you're listening to this podcast. Uh, It is E.T., the hip-hop preacher. He is one of the best motivational speakers out there, if not the best. Inky Johnson comes to mind as well, two two of the very best. And, you know, it's it's a subject that's kind of, you know, very personal for both me and you because we, uh, at one point in high school, we listened to him every day. You know, uh, during the summer, we listened to what he was saying, working out in the garage, uh, all types of stuff. So he, he's been kind of a, a main focal point in terms of um, being able to motivate people. And he, he's definitely done that for both of us. But for those who don't know exactly who I'm talking about, I'll explain a little bit of his backstory. I am talking about Eric D. Thomas, uh, who has a Ph.D., uh, he grew up, he had a very rough upbringing. He was someone that uh, was born to a, a single mother that was a teenager uh, and just had a kind of a rough upbringing in in Detroit because that's where he was raised. He was born in Chicago, but raised in Detroit. Um, and he dropped out of high school and he lived homeless on the streets of Detroit for two years. And, you know, there's... It, I can't imagine what that's like, you know, living homeless for two years, someone, you know, in Detroit is not exactly the easiest area to grow up. It's been, you know, known as a rough place, but he's definitely persevered. He, in, he got kind of his life back on track uh, when he met a preacher that inspired him to go back to school and that path would eventually lead him to change lives. So, he was able to get a job at Olive Garden, work on the west side of Detroit, and then he met his wife at the time uh, at the Detroit Center Seventh-day Adventist Church, uh, and they both moved together to Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, he attended Oakwood University, and while he was there in Huntsville, he uh, took, took him 12 years to get an undergraduate degree from there, but while he was there, he started a program to help unprivileged youth. And uh, that's something to note because he's gonna, that's gonna come back up, you know, later on. But then in 2003, he accepted a job at Michigan State as an academic advisor to disadvantaged students at Michigan State. So you got someone that went from basically living on the streets of Detroit to someone that's now in a position to help un- underprivileged uh, students, Um, and in helping you know disadvantaged students as well at Michigan State so his path is has been kind of all over the place which kind of puts his whole story in kind of um, motivation perspective because he's been at the lowest of lows he's experienced that so that's definitely something that I admire about him and then you know, as as at the time that he was at Michigan State, he helped develop undergraduate retention program called The Advantage, along with uh, his fellow academic advisor and motivational speaker, DeAndre Carter. And it specifically targeted academically high risk black and Latino students. Uh, he also served as a senior pastor at a place of change ministries in Lansing, Michigan, and he obtained his P his degree from Michigan State in 2005, and then his PhD in education administration in 2015. Now, now we get to the part of kind of him motivating both of us. Uh, he has a YouTube channel that he has not profited off of in 10 years. He's been releasing videos to motivate people and to give them that inspiration to do the things that they love to be successful. Uh, so I will bring you in Dom uh, after you know kind of talking about his background. Um, when did you kind of first hear about uh, Eric Thomas, and uh, how has he kind of impacted your life?
1: It was around junior year of high school, summer, summer workouts for football, and um, I was just you know on YouTube, you know, um, searching, you know, looking for something to get inspired by every day and um, I came across this video. The title was called How Bad Do You Want It? And basically, it was um, a former player, his name is Giovanni Ruffin, um, you know, which ultimately, you know, Giovanni blew up off that and his brand too, which is take no days off TNDO. But basically When I saw that video, I literally was just trying to find who was talking in that video. I knew it wasn't Giovanni, but I knew it was somebody that had that much power, in their voice was special. So I was literally looking everywhere. I couldn't find it for a while. And then one day, I just typed in, um, how bad do you want it speech, and it brought up ET's name. And ever since then I've been tapped into ET watching all his videos, really just listening to the messages that he's putting out. He really is a he really is a person who can really get you inspired quickly. It does not take long at all for him to speak a couple words for you to get inspired. To make something out of your life. A lot of the comments that I read on this page is people saying I listen to him every day, and you know, I changed my life, this and that. And just seeing that is incredible to me. But he definitely inspired me a lot. It was, you know, some days I was I wasn't inspired as much. And you know, some days we're gonna get that, but at the end of the day when you can, when you have somebody like that who can speak powerfully like that you definitely want to tap in and listen as much as you can so ever since then he's pretty much been an inspiration to me just listening to his words and just being motivated by that and just knowing that you know better days are coming just gotta continue to stay down stay solid and keep working hard that's pretty much pretty much been my inspiration since junior year of high school. So, so that's pretty much my take. Uh, what about you?
0: Yeah. Uh, kind of, kind of building off of that, you were the person that kind of got me onto ET and, and just you listening to him uh, also got me hooked on his words. Cause he, he spoke with conviction, conviction. He spoke with um, kind of that need and want to do things. He He gives you that, inspiration in yourself that you don't even see, you know. And I think that's so important because I think sometimes in life we get down on ourselves and we're hard on ourselves. We're our worst our own worst critic. And sometimes we just need to to sit back and listen to someone telling us that we can do things. And that may be different for everyone. You may have someone, a friend, you may have a family member, you may have a uh, you know, a mentor that is someone that does that. But when you don't have those resources uh, necessarily and, and people are dealing with their own problems, uh, ET is definitely someone that can get you kind of out of that dark place. You know, uh, whenever I kind of hit a rough patch either for work or from school or whatever, I just take time to listen to him and listen to his messages and listen to what he has to say because I think it will be, So beneficial for people to have someone like that, that you don't even know, you may not even met, you may never meet him, you know, but he's someone that leaves an indelible impact on you because he's gonna, he's been there, he's been in those dark places, he's experienced the pain uh, of life, Um, he's experienced the ups and downs of life and ultimately even though you don't know him he wants you to succeed he wants you to hit your full potential and i think that's so important to have in your corner because i mean life is going to get you down man it's it that's just the name of the game you're going to go through uh seasons of of happiness and and success you're going to go through seasons of disappointment and failure and the thing he highlights most in his videos is that you can do anything you put your mind to, you know, and going back to that video, you said, how bad do you want it? He told a story about a guy that, you know, how bad do you want to be successful? And he held him on, he was talking, talking about story, a man holding uh, the guy underwater until he couldn't almost breathe anymore. And that was just an analogy to show that you can push yourself farther than your own mind or your own self thinks you can, you know, I, you know, personally for me, uh, I played college football and there were so many days where I just wanted to quit because it's a grueling process, you know, it's, you know, practices and, and film and morning meetings and in evening meetings, you give up a lot to, to play sports, especially at a college level. And I feel like, you know, there are times where I just didn't want to do anymore. And, you know, I kind of think back to his message that you push yourself farther than you think you can, you know, those sprints you may do, you know, you can do two more, you know, instead of just selling for just that one more, um, you know, for applying for jobs, you can apply for three more instead of just selling for the one or two that you may have. So it's, it's like, he's teaching you to push that extra mile because you have it within yourself. So I thought that was really interesting uh, that you brought up that video because we both were in a position uh, at the time, junior high school, where we were both new to the football team. And, you know, we had to prove ourselves. we worked out a ton, uh, you know, did a bunch of agility. We would do footwork all day long, you know, in the backyard at fields and stuff. And I feel like, you know, for both of us, that kind of was a, a humbling moment because, you know, this, this wasn't, you know, last time we had both played together was eighth grade. You know, we knew that we were going to play on the field, you know, this time around we had to earn every, everything we got. And I think, you know, that's why we can relate so closely to him because, you know, I'm not going to say we, we had, I would say we had a, a pretty solid upbringing, you know, we, we could get things most of the time, but in terms of like sports and other things, we had to really work for it. And me and you both being black men in America, we got to work two times as hard to, to get some of the same things as well. So um, just hearing him and, and kind of his inspiration he's been, I think is, is truly important. And I don't know if you want to add more to that, but um, it's, he's definitely been, been a huge inspiration.
1: I can attest to that. Definitely if you want to tap in with et definitely as soon as you wake up in the morning turn on some et it'll definitely have your morning going great just his words his inspiration he can really get you inspired to do something do something with your life and do something great with your life for sure and you know we me and you we don't take you know we don't do handouts we we work for everything we get so You know, we just continue to work hard. You know, E.T. definitely going to have us aspire to do something great. So that's pretty much what I have to add to it. Um, Moving on now. Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets. They have acquired one of the most prolific scorers in the league as of right now, James Harden. He is on the Brooklyn Nets. Devin, I know you're a Durant fan and all. What does this do? What does this dynamic do to the team? What do you think? What do you see them falling at at the end of the year? And what do you think they can do as far as a big three?
0: Well, first of all, uh, it's kind of a kind of a twofold answer. And for me, I think the important thing is, are they going to be able to build chemistry? You know, because we know chemistry is the backbone of winning championships. And this team has championship aspirations. When you make a move like that to get James Harden, that means you want to win now. You know, you're not waiting to win. You're not trying to wait and see if Katie and Kyrie alone are going to be able to get you over the top, which I think they they could have. But, you know, Kyrie is we don't know kind of his status right now. They said he's eligible to come back this weekend, but we really don't know where his head is at, you know, and honestly, uh, before I even dive deeper into that, I just want to address that. I know people are saying that Kyrie Irving is just, you know, drama, et cetera, et cetera. I think that the death of Kobe Bryant is still weighing heavy on his heart right now. And I think he has never really recovered from that. And he's trying to kind of push forward. And, you know, we know he's involved in the community and he wants to help uh, the Black community specifically to, to advance and, you know, kind of get to where we need to be as a community. Uh, but I think that he is just not there mentally right now, which could hinder the success of this team. And obviously, this is bigger than basketball. I'm just speaking from a basketball perspective. I think they really have to these next couple months are going to be very crucial to this team. And ingratiating James Harden is probably the first thing they're going to do. So you'll see probably Kevin Durant kind of defer to him a little bit. And we really haven't seen them play together in what? 8 year 8 9 years now and now he's cycled through uh CP3 Russell Westbrook Dwight Howard you know he's played with a bunch of stars it hasn't worked out this is really i think one of his last opportunities i think um to to play with somebody uh, as high level as Kyrie and KD. You know, they're all probably top 10, top 15 players at the at this point. They have on paper the best team. I know a lot of people are going to play with Brooklyn on 2K, which isn't going to be fair. It should be banned immediately because you can't stop any of them. But back to the, the actual reality, I, this team has a ceiling of the NBA Finals, but I have a feeling they won't finish as the one seed only because – I think it's going to take at least a month for them to gel together and there's going to be lumps and bruises and it's not going to be pretty at first. You know, there's going to be times where the, the offense gets stagnant. So I'm really curious to see how they use James Harden. I think he could be better kind of not as the same role as he was in OKC, but don't have the ball in his hands as much, you know, take, take the ball of his hands. And let p- other people create for him, you know, get them involved on in those backdoor cuts, get them involved in, you know, the screen and roll offense. You know, James Harden, KD uh, pick and rolls are going to be deadly. What do you do on that? <laughs> you know, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see right now. I say they probably get two or three seed. I think they have the, the talent to win and go to NBA championship. But then from there, I just don't know because it really depends on the chemistry of this team and if if I was almost um, if stuff goes south for this team then it's going to be an ugly it's going to be an ugly off season I will say that so I I don't know what's going to happen with this team I'm excited on paper but at the same time I'm I'm a little nervous because Katie going to Brooklyn was supposed to prove that he can win without being on a super team and They still somehow did it. I know they probably asked him to okay it, but at the end of the day, it's a front office decision. you got to play with who you got to play with. And, you know, I, I see his team as a championship team as long as they get it all together. What do you think about the Nets?
1: Well, ultimately, my true thoughts are they are definitely a cheat code. Having three of the prolific scorers in the NBA right now that's definitely a cheat code. It's definitely not fair. But for me, I feel like their ceiling is pretty high. Honestly, they they might not even build chemistry, but can you really stop all three? Really, like, and, and they might not even get their chemistry right, and they still might go to the championship just because they're so talented offensively. They can all all give you 30. Three players give you 30. Like, that's crazy to me. And I just think, I mean, of course, the team wants to build chemistry, but they might might not even be able to build that chemistry and still go to the championship. So I think they have pretty much a high ceiling. I think it was a good move by Brooklyn. I didn't like they had to get rid of Karis LeVert, though. I definitely think he was an up-and-coming star for sure. He, I just seen him the other day at like forty, um, when KD and him was out. But you know, Karras LeVert gonna be on Indiana, right? Then he get uh, traded to Indiana.
0: Yeah, he got traded initially to Houston. And then, and then LeVert, yeah, 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 they traded him for Oladipo. Depot, basically.
1: Yeah, I think Indiana's definitely getting a bucket getter for sure. I think he can. He's really gonna flourish and blossom. Now that he's going to be by himself and being able to lead a team with Sabonis, and me you know not take no credit away from Sabonis, he's definitely been playing off the charts this year. But I think they definitely have a high ceiling for sure. I I, I like this team. You know, I'm not going to go against my man, Brian, you feel me? But, you know, everybody want to go to the East when Brian's in the West. You feel me? What's up with that? You feel me?
0: <laughs> but, oh, come um, on, man. Don't even start that narrative. Is Look. Is it wrong? But think about realistically. Who could KD join that was a contender in the West besides the Clippers? Phoenix.
1: Him and D- At Look. the
0: time they – no, 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 no. Him At the D- time – Well, first of all, they didn't even have the cap space. Number two – him and D, him and D. Book are not alone going to beat the Lakers.
1: They have some nice pieces, pieces in Phoenix.
0: They got some now. They got CP three. If if they had CP three, D. Book and KD, I might give them that edge. But DeAndre Aiden is still young. He's not guarding Anthony Davis. Definitely, Let's be real about that. Definitely not. He's he's not going to be able to stop him. So you're going to have to split time with him and KD on him. Who's guarding LeBron? exactly so it's it's, it's not that that would not have been a good fit um at all so i'm even interested to see how the nets are going to guard uh anthony davis because deandre jordan is washed
1: yeah i mean let's just call it yeah let's just call
0: it what it is he's washed
1: yeah um i'm not sure how he got that big contract but hey you're a big man grab rebounds and you know score eight points a game and
0: that's cool i guess an underrated part though is that they trade away jared allen and he was their best rim protector he was their best defender on that team so that's that's going to be a big loss for them so they may have to look to trade some more and get somebody more quality because deandre jordan if you're rolling out with deandre jordan or jeff green starting in the playoffs Come on, hey, man.
1: chill, man! Don't do that. Jeff Green did play good. Uh, he's a he's a good he was, role man, player. LeBron Cleveland.
0: He's a good role player. He's yeah. not a starter.
1: I mean,
0: no. Yeah. I so, agree. yeah, I mean, listen, I I get the the narrative, but really, there was really no other choice for KD but to go out east. You know, there those were the better options. You know, obviously Washington was in the mix potentially. Uh, the Knicks always get burned by him. So, Brooklyn ended up being the best spot. He's with Kyrie. I don't know how the relationship is right now. You know, totally. sources are saying that, you know, they've been kind of distant. So, I don't know what's really going on between in that, in that locker room. But all they can control is who the guy on the court. And on paper, they look like a good team. But we'll see if they actually follow through and. Have a championship run because it'll be big for James Harden's legacy. He desperately needs to to see the finals and win win it again, or yeah. win it for the first time. Him I and Kyrie. Oh, not Kyrie because Harden's the only one who hasn't won.
1: I definitely agree for sure. Moving right along, so I need your playoff predictions for the NFL playoffs this weekend. We got two games Saturday, two games Sunday. Need them predictions, my boy. Savvy, who you got? Bills, or Ravens.
0: This is a tough one, um, because I think that the Ravens are playing some of the best football right now. Lamar Jackson really got over that hump of winning in the playoffs, but I don't know, man. I think the Bills win. It's going to be hard to stop Stephon Diggs. I know they got Marlon Humphrey, but Stephon Diggs is playing at otherworldly level right now, and he's probably the best if receiver in the NFL.
1: Marcus Spears. That, that
0: that's fine too. But listen, whoever's guarding Stephon Diggs it's gonna be a long day. It don't matter who. So I got the Bills.
1: Okay. Um, Browns Chiefs. You gonna predict too? Oh, you want me to say my prediction? I got the Ravens. I got the Ravens beating the Bills. Uh, right. I'm gonna see them in the championship game. Um. Chiefs, Browns. Who you got? I got the Chiefs.
0: I think the Browns have had a really nice run this year, but I just don't think they can stop Kansas City enough to win the game. You know, I know Denzel Ward is back. That's a big boost for them, but stopping Patrick
1: Mahomes and the Canada Chiefs and Tyreek Kill, yeah. Um, I yeah, I'm gonna go with the Cinderella. I'm gonna go with Cleveland. I just like their confidence right now, and they're just playing – they're playing out of their minds right now. I just think their confidence level is just going to propel them and boost them, you know, to an upset over Kansas City. Mark my words, they're going to upset them. And we all going to be like, okay, we're going to be surprised. Sunday, Packers, Rams, who you got?
0: I'm going to take the Rams. I think Aaron Donald's not going to be able to be blocked. They're going to lock up on the outside. I think Devontae Adams is going to get his catches, but he's not going to get any explosive plays. And I think Aaron Rodgers is going to struggle trying to get away from Aaron Donald. I think he's going to be running for his life the entire game, and I don't think they're going to be able to get a running game going. So if Rodgers has to throw the ball 40, 45 times, it's not going to be good for them. So I get the Rams winning. Uh, in a close one. And, yeah, I I don't love picking the Rams, but I just think in this matchup they look a little bit better. What about you?
1: The NBA is going to be Aaron Rodgers, and I think the Packers are going to win. And plus, I want to see the Packers. So I'm going to say the Packers are going to win. Devontae Adams is gonna go nuts. I don't think Jalen Ramsey can hold him. Right, I'm just keeping a hundred with you. He held DK, but DK is not Devontae Adams. So I'm just keeping a hundred. Devonte gonna get his. That's a fact.
0: All right. When Devontae got three catches for 42 yards, he's gonna be looking crazy. He
1: gonna have seven. He gonna have the minimum seven catches over 100 yards. Minimum.
0: I doubt it, but. Go crazy.
1: Okay. And I'm sure I don't have to ask you the last one Saints, Buccaneers. Who are you picking?
0: Listen, man, it's who that nation all day, man. All day. I, and I think this is going to be one of those games where we have a signature Drew Brees moment. I really do. I think he's saving his best for last, and he's going to really elevate his game. We got everyone back healthy. There's really no excuse for this game at all. We beat them twice this year. I know that Antonio. the only thing that worries me about this game is Antonio Brown because now he's starting to emerge and he's becoming a focal point in their offense. We really don't have no one to guard him. Uh, I mean, you could stick C.J. Garner-Johnson on him, but then you leave the tight ends vulnerable. Malcolm Jenkins has been okay guarding tight ends, but against Gronk, he hasn't been great. So, I guess winning obviously, but there is a little bit of concern, especially on the defense. But they've shown that they're ready for the challenge, especially against Brady. So, if they force two turnovers by Brady, they'll win probably by a couple touchdowns.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one. I'm gonna go with the Saints, who that for sure. I I, like I said, I want to see Aaron Rodgers. We need we got to get some payback for that, but definitely. The Saints winning, um, regardless of everybody saying, oh, well, you know, if you play them a third time, you know, you're going to lose. If you had their number all year, it's not going to change. The phone number is not going to change if you had their number all year. So I just feel like the Saints have all their pieces back. And we didn't even have our pieces when we played them the first two times. Now we have the whole crew back. I'm sorry. I'm going to go with the Saints. I have the Saints winning by at least two touchdowns, maybe one. I'm going to say one touchdown to a field goal, but that's it.
0: Yeah, I feel that. I don't know about you, but I'm trying to see the Rams again. I think it is time for that. It comes full circle. It might as well be that time, and I think the time is now. So that's why I picked the Rams win, because I personally want to see the Rams again. Uh, and and play them and beat them fair and square. I don't want no excuses from Rams fans either uh, oh, when 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 that happens. So I I got all the receipts from twenty twenty eighteen. So if you if you want to talk crazy, I'm I'm pulling them up. So I got the the Saints winning, man. I, I this is really the last opportunity I feel like for them to win a championship. This is their windows. Almost closed, so this there's really no margin for error, and I think Champagne's not going to be with that you know crazy play call. I think he's going to call it straightforward. He's shown that against the Bucks, he's going to call a game straightforward, go right at them and attack them. And I think they'll do the same on Sunday. Now, uh, positive affirmation we're going to leave you guys with to end up the show. Uh, First of all, I hope you guys are still washing your hands, following social distancing guidelines and just being safe, you know, don't put yourself in a situation where you're in a room with a crowd of people. And, you know, there, you don't know if other people are wearing a mask. So make sure you take care of yourself. Make sure you stay safe and always wash those hands and have hand sanitizer on deck. You know, you don't want to be out there without any of those things. And uh, not putting yourself in the best position to be safe because you may not get COVID, but you can become a carrier and affect the older generation that are more susceptible susceptible to uh, COVID-19. And then one more thing to leave you guys with. I know there's a lot going on in the country right now. You know, we talked about what happened with the, uh, the attacks on the Capitol last week, continue to be diligent, and in, in what you do, you know, and continue to, to have those strong beliefs and wanting change in America. Hold your lawmakers accountable. Don't allow another four years to go by and we really don't make significant change. So make sure that you are having your voice heard and making a difference. You know, we have the inauguration coming up. So really be safe out there, especially if you're, you know, uh, out and about, especially on that day. Just be careful. And uh, continue to stay true to yourselves. What about you, Don?
1: Uh, just one positive affirmation. A beautiful day begins with a beautiful mindset. So wake up knowing the day is going to be a great day. Get your motivation in and get everything rolling. That's pretty much it. A beautiful day begins with a beautiful mindset. Wake up knowing that the day is going to be great. And go do great things. That's it.
0: Couldn't say it better myself. But guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, We'll be back next week, same time, same place, and uh, bring you some great content. So for Devin Jackson and Dominic Jackson, we're signing off for the Dual Vision podcast. We'll see you guys next week.